0: Welcome to Racing Only Better. It's day four of Royal Ascot. Hope the week is going well. It's not for me, but nobody wants to hear me give out. We have the whole card to go through, as always. Uh, Cracking day yesterday, if you were listening, and hopefully you made a few quid. All in the company of Mr. Kevin Blake. How are you, Kev?
1: Hello. Very good, you. Very good.
0: <laughs> I'd say were. Stayed of rest. Did the business yesterday. Fantastic TV. Not just the race itself, but your reaction afterwards. And everything you had to say. Absolutely tip-top, <laughs> my absolute,
1: good man. Tip top. <laughs> made an absolute eagling of myself. <laughs> not at all, not at all. You were
2: impressed, Tony Calvin? <laughs> yeah, you have to be, yeah. i will be very disappointed if old Blakey hasn't got the mother of all hangovers, because we're recording <laughs> this at 8am on Thursday morning, so. Yes,
0: yes, absolutely. Feeling
2: like absolute
0: shite. Mm. Oh, we all no, did no, this no, yesterday, no, no. Saffron Beach for yourself, Dan, so I presume you made a couple of euros or pounds or whatever you're betting in these days.
3: Yeah, Blakey stole the show, though. That was a great watch.
0: Yeah, no, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Okay, let's try and steer our listeners towards some winners today. Gentlemen, excuse me. Um, Money Back Special in the Albany. It's our first race, 2.30 on the card. Six furlongs, group three and um, some interesting juveniles to talk about here. So money back as a free bet if your horse fails to place. 2.30, the Albany, this is it. Meditate for Aidan O'Brien, unbeaten, two from two, nine to four. <clears throat> You've got Maj for Saeed Binsoror at three to one. Queen Ollie, eight to one, and it's how would you like about the rest. I think Meditate wins this. Kevin Blake,
1: what do you think? I wouldn't put you off as such. Um, I suppose there was a slight. I know there was a lot of talk about statuette coming into the meeting, but um, meditate is the one that's been uh, asked to represent uh, the Coolmore team. And she, look, she's been very good two from two. Um, like she, she was quite green first time. She was sharper last time. I wouldn't have blown everyone away with the style of it now, but you know she was on top close home, and I think um, this stiff test at the trip is going to suit her well um I've, I've been given a little mention to Cathy come home yeah um, for the last <clears throat> few weeks and look sure at the price she is uh, I, I probably want to stick with her um trained by carol burke obviously um has a very good bunch of two-year-old fillies uh, dramatized leading the way um this one represents very similar connections uh, bred by steve Park, and, and i believe the syndicate um is organized by steve uh, clipper logistics and um she was very good first time in Musselburgh. it's Musselborough, people won't um Get put, put as much stock in it as, you know, ask it, maiden Farm, et cetera. But um, I thought she was very good. Bear Farm is nothing to write home about. But um, the chat at the time was that she was working in a, in, in as well as any of Carl's fillies. I don't know if it's still the case now, but um, yeah, I think she, she's an interesting one.
0: Okay, right. It's um, Cathy come home to keep an eye on for Kevin Blake. Uh, TC, meditate for me. Where are you going yourself? Um, Won't be having a bit in the race, I think. So I'll keep it brief, ain't?
2: Whenever I look at a market and I agree with the top two in the, in the betting, um, normally always just don't have a bet. Meditate, you can obviously see it. I'd probably favour Morse over that because he's very impressive at new market, mm-hmm. um, stably in great form. But you know they're both priced up as uh, as they should be, so no
3: bet for me.
0: Okay, what about yourself, Dan?
3: No, impossible. Sorry, to okay, be to work, but impossible.
0: Lovely. Okay, well meditate for me if that's any use to you. Right, the three hundred five, gentlemen. Four places on the Betfair Sportsbook is the Commonwealth Cup. It's a six furlong uh, race. It's a group one. And Perfect Power is your 15 to four market leader at the time of recording, which, as we said, is Thursday morning, 8 a.m. El Caballo at 9 to 2. You've got Eras for Richard Hannon at 6 to 1. Go Bears, go at 8 to 1 for Dave Lockdown and Twilight Jet as well, who's been running. Some really good races, particularly in Ireland. It's how much you like about the rest. Right, TC, who do you like in the Commonwealth Cup, please? Yeah, well, obviously, on Wading, we've been having some fun about the ride Jim Crowley gave
2: Airs at Newbury uh, last time. And um, yeah, the problem with this is, and I haven't gone off the horse at all uh, as regards his winning claims, but he was 25 to 1 still after that Newbury run in the immediate aftermath. And now he's tumbled all the way down to six to one. Now I appreciate you're getting an extra place from the sports book, but you know nothing has really changed as regards the opposition in the meantime. And he's come from twenty-five to sixes, and I just have to walk away. Uh, I can't be. I can't be getting involved at, at the current price. You may well drift because, as regards races go, you've got twenty runners. You know it's formidably tight knit, and trying to unravel this is absolutely impossible I'd, I'd want okay. bigger than 60s for my money I'd probably want edging towards 10s for Eras but I do of course we're in a ground unlucky last time I think he's the horse most likely to take a big leap forward he probably needs to mm-hmm. but Eras for me but not quite at the current price
0: okay Eras but too short for TC keep an eye if he drifts a little bit what about yourself
3: Dan a oh, really interesting race this isn't it we are going to find out because it's not clear who the best three-year-old sprinter is and that's exactly why this race is designed because there are loads of interlinking form lines loads of horse have run against each other before um I will make a price caveat as well I wouldn't back perfect power at the current price he's just a shade below fours but if he went to fives, I think I would be interested in him. As a win-only proposition, there's a concern that running the Guineas might have blunted him. But essentially, I think he's better than these. He was better than these at two, should have gone unbeaten. He was ridiculously unlucky in the Richmond. He's beaten several of these before, including Go a couple of times, and this is clearly his trip. I don't think mile was. And look back to the reappearance. He won well over seven, beating some of today's rivals, and looked every bit as good as he was it too. I don't think the Guinea's run um dents that
0: mm. okay. Very good. It's go, Bears. Go for me, Kev. Course form and all that. He loves Ascot. Um, last two times he was here, he won. So, uh, eight to one will do me each way. Who do you like?
1: That's Twilight. Check you. I've been with him for a while for this race. Yeah. Um, uh, loved this horse last year. Ran 11 times. Uh, teague tough. Um, Michael O'Callaghan just kept running him, and he just kept getting better despite the the, the rigorous schedule. He only had one little blip at the end in the, the Breeders' Cup, but um, he roared back on a seasonal return. He'd reportedly he had a bit of a hold up. He was expected to need the run. It was the Lacking Stakes at nace, you know, a big trial, one of the big Irish trials for this race, and mm. he bolted up better than he's ever been. And if he tightens it all from that run and comes forward, he, he's a big player. I think six at Ascot will be absolutely ideal for him. Um, like in fairness, like talking about the draw, like we haven't been really been talking about it this week because in fairness, like it, it has seemed very even, like they're coming from all over the place. Now watering has the potential to alter that because, uh, you know, tracks being, being, you know, being turf, being grass, they'll, um, they'll, they'll dry unevenly. So I hope it just doesn't become a thing as the week goes on. And it keeps staying as, as fair as it has seemed. Um, and look, is towards the middle, very uncomplicated right, he'll buck forward, um, can make the run and can sit handy, and uh, I believe in this horse, I like him, he's very, very tough, and um, I think he's got the talent to be banging the mix here.
0: Excellent, yeah, I was there at Nace when he won, and he won very convincingly as well, so uh, I certainly uh, wouldn't put you off that. Okay, great stuff, gents, that is the uh, Commonwealth Cup dealt with, let's move on to the 340, and it's Five places on the Bedford Sportsbook for the Duke of Edinburgh Stakes. It's a mile and a half handicap. Uh, just fine is your seven to two favourite for Michael Stout. Trollerman four to one for John and Teddy Gosden. Contact eight to one. Uh, Masure seventeen to two for Johnny Murta, a rare runner over at Ascot, and his ten to one bar. Right, Dan, give us your most likely winner of the Duke of Edinburgh, please.
3: I go back to an old chum. Who did us a good turn the other week at Haydock. this progressive contact. I do do think there's an element, I know it's cliche, and it often isn't borne out because ultimately some trainers are better than others. But I do think if he was trained by someone flashy, he'd be a shorter price. He's twice the price and more of the two market leaders. I think he's the most progressive horse in the race. He was really impressive at Newmarket, went to the front too far out, really, and still managed to win convincingly. And then he absolutely powered through the Haydock race that he followed up in six higher, I just think he's bound to run really well again. He's in rare form and he's drawn in the right places. Kev mm. often stresses you want to be, you want to be in double digits really, as yesterday yeah. showed. Um, the last race was dominated by high numbers, including two forties chances were first and second. Contact in the sixteen. I think he's a good each way bet at eights.
0: Lovely sticking with contact after doing the business last time out. I like it, Dan. Kev, who do you like?
1: I'm a contact as well, Hugh. Oh, um, I, I would have given Johnny Mertis' horse a right chance, but he's got a nightmare drawing one here, yeah. um, and like that can't be stressed enough. Like it, the mile and a half is the is the real, you know, prime example uh, of the of the draw, the unexpected draw bias on the round track at Ascot. Like this, this is the real one, the mile and a half start. Um, you really like you need to be a proper one to win from stall from low stalls here. Mm. And I like this horse. Johnny's done a great job, but him. hasn't had him long. But that draws a nightmare. Um, and contact, he's just very hard to throw a stone at. And, you know, look, these are all highly rated horses, but an awful lot of them are. We know a lot about them. And you'd yeah. be a little bit surprised if, if they can go and win a, a handicap like this. Whereas contact is on the march. And it looks like there's more to come, and it looks like things are right. Star 16, um, he'll do for me and Dan, maybe Lonely. even Tony. What about the hat trick, TC? No,
2: I'm um, I'm very, very keen on one here. i uh, backed it at 33 and 28. Nah. Still got still 25s. Oh, I'll be back at 16 to one plus, And the horse is Sarumi, hmm.
1: um,
2: plenty of good angles to this this horse here. Finish a good fifth. Staying on uh, in the mile two handicap here last year on probably ground softer than ideal. The angle into him, I just don't think he stays a mile six. uh, And he comes here after running over that trip on his last two starts. Doesn't get home. Been eased a pound in the weights. If you go back and have a look at his Doncaster run first time out over a mile four, then, um, you know, then he is very well handicapped here. I, I, I think like with all of these, I suppose, if they've had it in mind, I think a mile four of a hand good handicap on quick ground is ideal. The stall 17 as well. Coming back to the stall, I mean, I've done trainer and jockey columns for the last, what, seven or eight years. And to a man, they all say, oh yeah, a bad draw on the outside. And what I tend to do is, I tend to not put that in the column so they don't make them look stupid. Because like the boy said, statistically, you have to be drawn wide. So, Sarumi in 17, um, I think he's a better, he's 25 since Sportsbook, that's currently the biggest price in the marketplace, even with the extra place, I'll be backing him at six to one, uh, 16 to 1 plus, I'm very, very keen each way, Surumi, five places.
0: Excellent. Five places. Okay, good stuff. Gentleman, Contact and Surumi, both uh, decent price as well. Let's move on to the Coronation Stakes. It's a mile. It's group one. um, It's a crack and all race. Inspiral is back after a lot of injury problems, really. She's had over the last uh, couple of months, the whole drama around the Guineas here. And she is 15 to 8. Caché, 5 to 1. Prosperous Voyage, 7 to 1 for Mr. Beckett. Discoveries is in here for Jesse Harrington at 8 to 1 alongside Spenderella, and it's 10 to 1. Bar. Right. Okay. Um, Kev, kick us off here, please. Uh, who do you like? In spiral, will she win this race?
1: It's look, it's great to see her back. You look, she she, like she was she was quite dominant um last season, like 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 in her division, and she did it like like she, she kept like doing particularly well in circumstances that weren't really ideal. Like on her final start, I suppose it was one example. She ended up getting isolated out in the middle and it was a bit of a mess. I thought she did very well in the circumstances. Time before that, you know, the race didn't really go well. She ended up kind of breaking cover again a long, long way from home. Um, and, and the time before that, again, she got left with loads to do and kind of rapidly got into the race, got, a, you know, showed a bit of greenness and went one well anyway. Um, and look, the form has been working out reasonably well. You know, like she, she beat Prosperous Voyage twice. Um, she came out and, and, you know, was second in the Guineas. She beat Wild Beauty, who who won a, a grade one across the water and, and has been equipping herself well. Um, so, look, it all adds up. But you look at the preparation she's had. It's been all negative all spring. Um, didn't get to the Guineas. You know, didn't get to Ireland. You know, what kind of shape is she going to be in? You, you think... The fact that they have taken the poll and taken her time, that she'll be in good shape. If she's at her best, she's going to be, you know, she's going to be tough to beat. But do you want to be taking that price about one that mm-hmm. has those sort of questions about her. Look, I think Cache is solid. Okay. Um, if, if but 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 Discoveries is the one that uh, that I can't get away from. Really, I fancy her for a new market. Um, her last bit of work before the the one thousand guineas was seemingly notably bad. And um, like she ran okay in the Guineas, but I think she's much better than that. Um, Jesse's given her time to, to roll around and come to herself. Um, we talked about it at the time, like her, her full sister Alphys and Tura, everything out of this mare. They're better yeah. at three than two. And mm-hmm. this was a group one winner at, at two. So um, I'll go with her. Discoveries will do for me.
0: Discoveries at eight to one, four places on the sports book. Tony Calvin, who do you like?
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd echo
0: Discoveries.
2: Uh, I play this free pronged attack. I wouldn't be in favour of always advocating odds against lays, but um, I'm first in the queue trying to lay Inspire at the moment at 3.15. Uh, I just have to have her uh, in, in my book. Um, I think she's a shocking price, uh, given okay. the threat there. Uh, if she, um, I think she'll drift. Obviously, that's why I'm laying her at 3.15. I play Discovery's anti Um when we did the Royal Ascot, Racing, Royal Ascot preview uh, in Dublin last week, she was actually 40 on the exchange. So I thought she wasn't going to go. But obviously, she's here now. Some very encouraging reports about um, her. Uh, you know, it's very, very easy to make a case for a, around about 10s on the exchange. I've mm-hmm. uh, and also, and the, the, my, my biggest bet in the race is going to be Sandrine. Won the Albany here last year on heavy ground. Faster oh. ground is not going to be a problem. Um, if you go back and have a look at the guineas run I think you can really mark her up she was isolated on the centre of the track there bit worried she might be more of a seven furlong horse than a mile horse but if she's going to get a mile it'll be round it'll be here on quick ground uh, on this track yeah um, I'm playing Discoveries and Sandrine against a field and I'm laying in spiral and I'll probably go up to about nine to four to do that
3: lovely two strong pokes for Discoveries then Dan that's worth to you yeah, I th- I found this quite tricky, and I quite like the Gosden second string grand dam. I think she's th- been impressive in two starts so far. Strong at the finish. I was against her at York, if you recall, the base that I thought she might still be a bit too green, and she nearly won, despite not settling. With Spencer on, I thought she might have some pick-up-late-pieces vibes to her albeit it's the round track rather than the straights. Um, mm-hmm. Did amuse me yesterday, Jamie, still taking a pull of furlong out and bless him when he had about 10 lengths to find. It was a classic Jamie ride. Um, ended up coming through for seventh, I think. Uh, and what are the four-mangles, I suppose? I mean, the, the Yanks this week, they've, they've travelled worse than that geezer in the in the canoe in Hartlepool, haven't they? Um, mm-hmm. None of them have performed since they came over, really. The, the two over were okay yesterday, love, Reigns. But Peter Bianca did beat Caché. In the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, and we're not talking about dirt form coming over here. She has got plenty of form, of course. She's been kept to to grass so far, so I wonder she might be slightly overpriced based on that form at the end of the season. But I'm I'm rather windy in this. I've got to say. No worries.
0: Okay, we that's perfectly acceptable. Good stuff, Jen. Six places in the Sandringham Stakes, a mile handicap. It's the five o'clock race on your card, six places. And the market leader is a bit of money for uh, Heredia, Heredia, however you want to pronounce Richard Hannon's horse, uh, seven to two. Uh, Zambach for Roger Varian, eight to one. You've got Cronel at 10 to one. Persist for William Haggis, 12s alongside Fresh Hope. And it's 16 to one at Bar. Tony Calvin, wide open, handicap over a mile, right up your street. Uh,
2: minimum stakes bet, win only on
0: exchange. It's going to be Henry Spillers,
2: Machia. Um the angle here is that she's just well handicapped from the second to um with the moonlight with Cornell well back in third in the pretty poly. Now after that, the trainer was making ridiculously bullish noises about what the horse was going to do to the pre de Diane. And he ended up sending her to a bath maiden 19 days later. So <laughs> as regards a change of heart, that is up there, and then <laughs> so and he ended up obviously getting she ended up getting chinned at four to nine there by a horse called Smilson, but Maybe that's not as bad as it as it seems at the time. The winner made all. Um, is quite well bred, uh, quite well bred individual. Half brother to like to busy top and actually runs in the King George V um, on Thursday afternoon. So that might give a pointer to Masha here. Yeah, I, I thought you know I think uh, given the profile, I think she'll be around about thirty three to one plus on the exchange. I'm happy to play a win only there. First time cheap pieces. The trainer doesn't give you much encouragement there. Fourth and thirty-four with that headgear switch since he's been training. But yeah, I mean, I'd just focus purely on the new market run. And I do like the angle coming down in trips from Mile because a pedigree suggests the mile is better than a mile two. Masha here and uh, had a big swing there.
0: Okay, lovely. Big price as well. And each way terms, as I mentioned, six places. Uh you might as well have a go on the old sports book. What about yourself, Daniel?
3: I actually think this is one of those instances where the size of the field is holding up a price on a favorite that is proper group horse in a handicapped territory. This heredia. Have you ever seen a horse get out of the bother that she did at York? I mean, hmm. she was, there was a three-year-old, the re-opposing three-year-old espresso. The three-year-olds dominated that York race. It was a Sunday series handicap. So obviously it's close to my heart. Um, the Johnston three-year-old went clear and didn't stop. And this thing had to be switched twice. And in the space of a furlong, I think she probably made up six lengths. It was a remarkable performance. Mm. And because it was a narrow winning margin in the end, she's gone up only seven. I think she's bred to be she's bred to be very good as well. The dam developed into a group three winner. She won an Atalanta stakes. She, interestingly, was 12th in this in 2014. But mm. she hadn't started a progress then. Heredia really has. I think she's a very exciting filly who... Who must still be well handicapped to do what she did at York? Dan, just okay. one question. You
2: mentioned the price. What do you think her true price is? If honestly, you, I you honestly know, think without, without any
3: ridicule, whether like that. If you think she's a two to one shot, say so. What, I where? thought nine to four. I'd nine to four. I'd have if she was nine to four. I wouldn't back her. But anything bigger, I'm happy to. I think as a winner, obviously it's win only. But I just think she is. Mm. She runs her race. I think she probably she's highly likely to win. I think she's very exciting. Lovely.
0: There's been money for her as well, so you're not on your own with that opinion. Kevin Blake.
1: I'm with Calvin. <laughs> I'm hey. with hey. Mashair. Oh. Mach- um, long-term listeners might remember I, I put her up at a big price in the Pretty Pally, um, and look, the attraction to her was uh, has been her debut run. Um, mm. She she put up at, like an extremely fast closing section of that day. And uh, like extremely fast, and um, like that form has worked out very well. Look, she's come forward herself, she changed hands, she was she was sold in the Shadowwell dispersal for what was the 100 and um, 105 grand. And um, look, she hasn't won yet. Um, but I, I don't she, like she ran well in the pretty poly, but I, I like what they're doing. I, I think coming back in trip is the right thing to do, and um, am sticking the cheek pieces on, I don't think will do any harm. And um, she showed a lot of kind of fundamental speed that day at Ascot. Um, and I think she's interesting. Big old price, Look, yeah, it could go wrong. To one. okay. Um, but she'll do Lovely. for me.
0: Lovely, good stuff. Two for a 25 to one shot, good stuff. Right, <laughs> the 535 is the King Edward, the seventh stakes. It's a mile and a half group two. Uh, once again, changing of the guard for Aiden O'Brien after he got off the mark yesterday. Uh, seven to four favorite Ottoman fleet for Charlie Appleby, two to one, very little between them at the top of the market. And Lissander at seven to two, and it's 12 to one bar. Uh, right, take it away, um, Kevin Blake. Uh, actually, no, it's Dan. Dan Dan Barber. Dan Barber. That's
3: fine. Um Now th- this is a think of this because we know what change of the guard will do, and we think we know where we stand with him. He's going to get. A, he's going to get the lead. He's going to be aggressively ridden, and he's going to try and run the finish out of Ottoman Fleet. And it may well just happen, Smallish Field on the round track. But I've been really impressed with Ottoman Fleet to overcome yeah. what he did first o- on his day. On his second start, sorry, at Newmarket, when he was down on his nose, leaving the stalls, still came through and beat a standard-setting favourite. And then remember back to that debut where he was all the rage. I mean, he had Lionel behind him, who won the Goodwood Listed race. The out on next time um, was it predominant, and he he just had absolutely nothing go right for him. Stuck down the outside. Made his ground fast and late, couldn't quite get there. So he's very exciting, but there's just nothing knocking the favourite. So it makes it a, a pretty unappealing betting race for okay. me. I, I defy anyone to say that one of those two should be significantly shorter than they are. I think I think they're about the right prices.
0: Okay, that's absolutely fair enough, Kevin Blake.
1: I am gonna, like Dan says, it's tricky because look, your, your head will be telling you change not the guy. I'm probably gonna yeah. get the run of the race, best form in the race probably be hard to to whack back but i do like ottoman fleet you know you that that run first time was just absolutely you know dripping with promise and they they, it was punchy they put them up in class for for the listed race it should have been all over early really um rotten stumble early on you know for, for any horse never mind one going into a listed race on their second start as a maiden um, and he overcame it. Look, the end the style maybe wasn't fantastic. But when you consider what happened at the start, when you consider um, his inexperience, you know, it was mm-hmm. a real step in the right direction. He should be better again here. I think the extra couple of furlongs will only help him. Um, and Look, I think this is potentially quite a nice horse. Look, he's gelded. Um So, his, you know, he can't go to the places that you'd, you'd, mm-hmm. you'd hope he might end up. Um, but I, I think he's a very good horse. And I'm hoping Excellent. if he can go and pick up changing at the guard here, then, then we know he he's the right one.
0: Excellent. Two to one currently. Yourself, Tony Calvin. strong view, um, I haven't decided I'm going to have a bet. If I am going to have a bet, it'd be Savvy Victory.
2: Um, okay. I may be being a bit too loyal to the horse, but I can't have him at 10 times the price of Ottoman Fleet. I thought he shaped really well last time, didn't really settle. The problem with him is, is the trick. I mean, at Chester in soft ground, it didn't look like he stayed a mile for all day long. But, you know, you know back on this quicker ground, um, he, he could well get I mean you can look at his breathing his new bay out of a dam that stayed a mile four and further so he should stay on, on pedigree and I just love this trainer I mean if you asked anybody who's got the best strike rate in the country this this year very few will say Sean Woods but he's operating at 31% he's a oh. phenomenal phenomenal trainer since he's, since he's returned yeah I think there's a lot of upside to the horse If there, if there is a bet in the race it's savvy victory at 20 to 1
0: for all the stammer is worrying me. I haven't decided to have decide a bet yet, but if it is, it's that. Yeah, one. That's the one to keep an eye on. Okay, great stuff, gentlemen. Our last race is a bit of a puzzle. Five places on the sportsbook in the 610, five furlong handicap sprint. Your guess is as good as mine here. Ruthen six <laughs> to one. It's wide open. Ladies Church for Johnny Murtagh, eight to one. Uh, Corker in there at tens alongside Sterling Knight. Loves me like a rock. Twelve to one. Kevin Blake. Solve this puzzle. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus,
1: it's absolutely horrendous, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I I don't think that there could be uh, like be twenty more years uh, enjoying Royal Ascot. I don't know if I'll ever have a bullish opinion on this race mm. because Jesus, uh, this, this is tough. Um, like Nymphodora is a filly I like I, I thought yeah. she ran very well last time um, I- I- it's interesting they've gone this route that like she's a very well bred filly and she- she's um, a listed winner already and they sent her back down the handicap route, but I thought she ran very well around Chester. Um, didn't think she'd necessarily be be quick enough for far. I think this stiff five will will suit her better. Um, but I found myself getting back to Corker. Um, he's a horse that I've loved from my early days, and I really liked him. I am nearly sure I would I would have tipped him for for Ascot last year and in the, in the Norfolk from memory possibly. Um, and he just he's one of those he, he was always a fast horse, but maybe once he got his first few wins out of the way, it just took him a little while to to really get rolling, you know, can mm-hmm. take him a little while to, to learn and um, he, he's been excellent this season, you know, nice comeback at Sandown, very good at York last time, um, he's a fast horse, you, um, okay. as, <laughs> all, as all of these are. 10 and to I, one. I think, I think there's more to come from him, like I thought he was a proper excellent. group sprinter now from, from his early days and he's getting there and I think he'll, he'll keep getting there hopefully.
0: Porter for Kev, 10 to one, Tony Callan. I think I found one here. Oh, normally
2: I would put a line through this five furlong race, but Bond Chairman is really interesting. Uh, fourth in the um Wintercastle last year on fast ground, all his best forms on fast ground. Um you know Brian Smart is operating at four percent strike back this season, but he's he's got some shoots of recovery in, in some of his recent runs. And I think he's got a very good, very interesting horse here. This horse won on debut. Applying his trading in group and listed company afterwards, including obviously this run here that I just mentioned. a mark of 93 is really interesting. They've gelded him uh, since we last saw him. The lack of a recent run is an obvious downside. But, you know, Brian Smart, you know, he's got, you know, he's, he's had three Royal Ascot winners before. He may be operating at a, a, a much lower level now. But I just go back and have a look at this horse's form, a mark of 93 on his handicap debut is a big class drop. And... He's got his ideal conditions. Five furlongs, uh, fast ground on a track that he ran well out of this meeting last year. I thought, you know, he's sportsbook could duck him a little bit, but there's some thirty threes knocking around in the marketplace again at twenty to one plus. Uh, I'm going to be having a win only bet on him. Bond chairman, Excellent.
0: five places as I said. Bond chairman for Tony Calvin. Last word to you, Daniel
3: Cocker. Please, <clears throat> two for Cocker. You and Calvin,
0: oh. They've
3: made it. They've made out Wes, I mean, you two—you have completely turned my view. I was always sold on the on the Ward bullishness. I'm almost laughing at him when he's <laughs> he's giving everything out. And Irad's had a pretty shocking time of things, hasn't he? I, I suspect you know, he to <laughs> uh,
1: And I'm sorry, lads. I, I hate that decision. And I know it sounds like after time, but we, we said it beforehand on Sky. Like, I don't know what they were doing, bringing over Rad Ortiz, like like world class jockey, you know, in America. You know, yeah, clearly, yeah. but it's so different. Like ask it. it's so different, and, and they mm. could have had Frankie Dettori on pretty much all these horses. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, like in terms of you know logic and, and and probabilities and giving yourself the best chance, I think that was a rotten decision. That um, were, I know that I, decision. I know, look, it's gone. It's gone particularly wrong. And it sounds. It's easy to to say it, but uh, I really do. I, I didn't like that decision at all. You know, what's <laughs> gonna
2: happen now, don't you? From first yeah, grade on, back on, all the Wesley Ward horses. To be <laughs> yeah, fair, this is a faster could, horse.
1: But, but Jeez, they, could all, they could have all, they could have, they could all have won and it still would have been the wrong decision. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, just, I just don't think you're maximizing your chances by by doing that. You know, straight tracks, Alaska couldn't be different, couldn't be more different to, to what you know is his bread and butter going around America. Uh, turn you know, uh, like the NASCAR race and get out and turn left. But we'll talk about yeah, that's the thing though,
3: That's okay. a, that's what's the thing. What's the They're you know, like, he tried to ride that like it was an American race as well, though golden pal didn't he He just rushed her up so Mm. uh, that that furlong was probably the worst bit of ride we've seen our week you think he just panicked but yeah i'm with corker um like kev absolutely thriving this horse and i know there was a strong pace at york but the move that he made from looking in a bit of bother to suddenly well clear was was indeed as kev says that of a group sprint so i thought he was solid each way and i think you want to be high in this as the as our two bets across as him and Chairman are.
0: Excellent. Gentlemen, that is day four done and dusted. Our Money Back special is in the Albany. And Money Back is a free bet if your horse fails to place. Terms and conditions in our show description. Our nap time. Okay, I'll kick things off. I'm going for a double, gents. I'm going for meditate in the Albany and inspiral spiral in the coronation. Double for me. Yourself, Tony Calvin. Uh, biggest bet I've had so far is Surumi, so that's my
3: nap. Surumi. Lovely. Surumi for uh, Tony Calvin. For yourself, Dan, uh, close to contact but I'm going to go if I think it's if I think it's 72 shots it should be 9-4 to four and I do I've got to go with Heredia 5 o'clock ascot.
0: Heredia 5 o'clock and Kevin Blake up the
1: jet Twilight jet
0: <laughs> lovely Twilight jet to bring it home for the Irish good stuff gents that is day 4 done and dusted we're back with day 5 tomorrow I hope uh, the week has been good Gamma responsibly as always talk to you then